Go over your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 2. Get your Bible in hand. We're going to do a confession over the Word of God. Hallelujah. Whether you're standing or sitting, let's go. This is my Bible. It is inspired, infallible, immutable Word of God. I long for it more than my necessary food. I love it, and I'm never offended. I live by it, and I prosper in whatever I do. The word that I'm about to receive will sanctify me, build me up, and give me an inheritance among the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 1 Corinthians 2. Let's just read verse 9 and 10 together. Verse 9 and 10 together. You have that? Okay. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. But as it is written... I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Praise God. Father, thank you again for the word. We receive it with thanksgiving. We receive it with meekness, knowing that it's able to save our very souls. Speak, Lord, for your servants we hear, and we will obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> we're on tonight talking from where we left off on Sunday something big is coming something big is coming I wonder how many of y'all believe that if you believe that then something inside you tingles all the time you remember when God was talking to Samuel, prophet Samuel, Samuel was going to take over for Eli. Eli had gotten off base. And now Samuel's going to take over. And God tells Samuel, he said, I'm about to do something in Israel that's going to make everybody's ears tingle. Just trust me, that's what it says. He says to him, I'm going to do something in Israel that's going to make everybody's ears tingle. In other words, he told Samuel, Get ready. Something big is coming. See, and when you begin to anticipate something big, you prepare yourself. Even if you don't know what it is. You just know something big is coming. Because if it's big, it's going to alter your life in a drastic way. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So something life-altering is about to happen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said something life-altering is about to happen. Now, I was telling you on Sunday, the greatest uh, common desire on the planet, you know, people are talking about racial equality, and we, we need that. Amen? We, we need that. We, we don't have that. We've never had that except from God. <laughs> God is no respected person, but from man, we, we need to get that. But... That is not the greatest desire of people. The greatest common desire of all men is M-O-N-E-Y. <laughs> and, you know, and I have religious folk may watch online. 
but I want to make sure you understand, um, no matter how you shake it, no matter how you bake it, the most common and the greatest desire of all men is financial well-being. Because even if people didn't have perceived equality, financial well-being can help you get around some stuff. Uh, if you didn't have uh, equal access to health care uh, in your area, financial well-being, you can find some. Now, I want to show you that this is the bottom line in the world. Let's go to James, James chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. James 4, let's go to the back of the Bible and then work your way back, you know, since some of y'all try to find James. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, James. Nope, nope, James is the back. That sounds like one of, those, one of those fellas' names. No, go to the back. James chapter 4, verse 1. I want you to see this here. It says, now I'm showing you, this, this is every war that's been fought on this planet, at least. Every war. The Revolutionary War. It was about freedom. No, it was about money. The Civil War is about slavery. No, it was about money. In fact, truth be told, Abraham Lincoln, his desire was not about freeing the slave. That, that was not the root of what he wanted to do. Y'all got nervous. It's, it's money. You got you to find the money trail. How do I know? The Bible, well, first of all, I know that because you can actually, if you study history, you actually see what it's all about. But it says here, where do wars and fights come from among you? Y'all listening back in the back? Where do they come from? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That war in your members? Afghanistan. We're going to kill t in terrorism. It ain't about terrorism. That's, that's, that's a good cover. Iraqi war, that's, it, that's a good cover. But at the root of it is controlling commodities. The Gulf War, that's all that is. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, why? That you may spend it on your pleasures. In other words, this is, this is bottom line why there's strife between individuals. Not just countries, just individuals. It's, it's, it's about the money. Because <laughs> money lets you get pleasures. So you can, everybody wants the pleasure. Everybody wants, you know, we have in America, thank God, thank God for America. So shame on all the folk who we're not going to celebrate Independence Day. Shame on you. And that's, that's crazy. In, in, this, in this country, you have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, anybody in their right mind knows that there's, money can't buy happiness. Well, that's true. You can, you can be happy, but you can help make a lot of other people happy with money. Yeah, you can get a better mattress. 
Okay? So I just, I just don't want us to act like money is not an issue. Because I'm, I'm going to show you something big is coming to us. All right? Now, so no matter how much equality or justice or peace, you know, people have, you still need money. At the end of the day, you still need money. You know, we march for justice and march for peace and march for equality. That's all good. At the end of the day, though, access does not equate to ability. So you still need some ability. You need to still have some ability, right? And this is what God wants for his people in this hour. I need you to hear me on this here. Because we have arrived, I've t I told you this in 2018 going into 2019, we have arrived at the greatest, the most prophetic time in history. Outside of the birth and the life of Jesus Christ. This is the most prophetic time in history. This is the time of the restoration of all things. We're coming into that. You know, Acts 3 talks about that, the restitution of all things. We're in a time where God is about to wrap this whole thing up. We're about, we're about to read, the Bible talks about the time of the Gentiles expiring. In other words, the Gentiles, which means for the sinners, for the world, their time is going to run out. But it's not God's will that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. So he needs the church in this hour to rise up to a place of dominion and authority where we can scoop up as many as we can before their time runs out. Are you getting this here? Hallelujah. Now, let me keep going. I want to show you something here. Because you need, we, we, got, we got to get this money issue settled here. Y'all know Ecclesiastes 10, 19. We've used that scripture many times around here about how the Bible says money answers all things. Right? Money answers all things. A feast is made for laughter. Wine makes merry. That's all good. But money answers everything. Money answers what? Everything. Okay? Now, I want you to go to the book of Haggai. That's Old Testament prophet. And you get it in chapter 2. Now, I'm going to have media put it up in the King James Version because I want you to understand God calls. See, because people will hear what I say and say, no, people don't really desire money. God calls finances the desire of all nations. Y'all quiet. God himself. Remember I talked talk, talk to people Sunday about being smarter than God? We can't be smarter than God. When he says that finances are the desire of all nations, don't you go and change what he said because you're smart. If God calls it the desire of all nations, then it's the desire of all nations. All right? Haggai, uh, Haggai. Are y'all trying to correct me? You're trying to figure it out too. Okay. Haggai. What is it, Barbara? You don't know. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Brother Haggai. 
chapter 2, verse 5 through 9. I'm going to read in the King James specifically, okay? It says, according to the word that I covenanted, covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. How many of y'all come out of Egypt? All right. So my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. Do not fear. The devil's trying to stir up our fear right now. Do not fear. For thus saith the Lord of hosts. Y'all know the Lord of hosts. God offends the transactions, right? Yet once, yet once is coming. It is a little while and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. There's somebody say a whole lot of shaking going on. And I will shake all nations. I'm going to shake all nations. I'm going to shake all nations. Like what we're seeing happening right now. I will shake all nations. And watch what he says. And the desire of all nations shall come. Oh. He says when I shake everything up, then what every nation desires is going to come. Come where? And I will fill this house with glory. I'm going to stay on this side. I will fill this house with glory. Now, this house means, must be the house where he is. So, God's house. So, he says, I'm going to shake all nations, and what all the nations desire is going to come. Now, the nations don't desire anointing. nations aren't desiring signs, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Spirit. The nations aren't sitting there desiring the power of the Holy Ghost to shower down and fall down and people to fall out all over the floor. That's not what the nations are desiring. He says, the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. Go to the next verse, please. The silver, just is just for all you smart folk in the religious world, not you all, I'm talking about the people watching online. The just so you know what his glory is talking about. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. God, how are you going to glorify your house? The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Then give me verse 9, last verse. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former saith the Lord of hosts, and in this place will I give shalom. You better be glad you're in this place. You better be glad you're in the house of God. And I don't mean just the physical building. I'm talking about you better be glad you're in the family of God, you're in the household of faith, because when God begins to shake everything, everything that the world has been desiring is going to come into his house, into this place where you are so he can glorify his house. How are you going to do it, God? The silver is mine. And the gold is mine. Are you hearing this? Tell your neighbor something big is coming. <laughs> Glory to God. So, it says he's going to shake everything up. So we're experiencing right now a shakeup in the earth. I hope, you, I hope you pay attention to what's going on. We're seeing a shakeup, Deacon Mac, all over the earth. But it says God's house has to be glorified. 
Jesus, when he returns, is coming back for a what? Glorious church. Glorious church. Without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. A glorious church. Not a broke down, you know, not even a blah church. Cute with no adornment. Mm. The Bible talked about, John said in Revelation, I saw a new, uh, heaven, new earth, uh, Jerusalem coming down from God like a bride adorned. A bride adorned for her husband. So he expects the bride, the church, to be adorned. The silver is mine. And the gold is mine. He expects the church to be sent out. So I want you to understand, this is why Satan is attacking the church so vigorously right now. I need you to hear me. I want you to understand that all the things we see going on in the world right now, the pandemic and all the, all the everything, every, I mean, everything you see is an attack. It's an affront against the church. Oh, no. They, they, they you know, everything being affected. It's an attack against the church. That's all collateral damage. Satan's trying to shut the church down, shut the church up, because he knows that the church is the vehicle, the mechanism God's going to use to get this end-time glory in the earth. So he's trying to shut us down, shut us up. You know, I thought about it. You know, you got to really now be inventive and creative in, in evangelism. Because now, you know, you got a mask on and they want you to stay six feet away. How you lay hands now? Now you got to send a prayer, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Huh? You got to, you know Jesus? <laughs> right? You got to be very creative now. We're going to break this thing off of us. I said, we're going to break this thing off of us. Hallelujah. We're going to use our authority that God has put in our mouths to speak and decree things. Are you hearing me? Now, so I want you to look back, verse 5, go back in, in Haggai uh, 2, verse 5. At the end, he said, fear not. Fear not. Do not fear. The devil's trying to get us afraid. Oh, my God. Y'all, I hope y'all understand what's going on. When, when, when we keep hearing all the baker. You know, you told us about yesterday, this, the little girl, they said this little girl passed away. She had gone to church. They're going to specify. She's gone to church. She had gone to church, and so she died of coronavirus because she went to church. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Do you know, can I just be candid with you? Ever since this whole pandemic hit, you know we never missed the service? You know we never shut down. I'd hear people come to people come to me. Oh, when are y'all gonna reopen? We never shut down. Y'all got a plan for reopening? Reopening? Well, well we we closed last night. We're gonna reopen tomorrow morning. We, we never we never shut down. That we lock the doors, turn the lights off. That's how we close. We turn to make sure the water's off, the air conditioner's down. That's all the closing we've ever done. And you know, we've not had one person who's attended 
faithfully attended come down with coronavirus. Not one. And we've not socially distanced and we've not worn masks and gloves. You're going to say that? Yeah, I'm going to say that. Because they're trying to mock the power of God. They're trying to mock the anointing. They don't understand the power of the anointing. Who? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No plague shall come near our dwelling. And we have people in this church who attend, who've been around people, who've been exposed. Who've been, who've been tested and tested positive. You, now, you ain't got to raise your hands, but how many of y'all like, yeah, Pastor, I was wondering. We know it because they call Pastor, you know, hey, hey come, child, come on to church. And not one of them have come positive. But we have people who have not attended, who several of them test positive. Without, they wasn't church because they stopped coming. Now, I'm not picking on them. I'm mocking that system. I'm mocking that demonic misinformation he's putting out to get us in fear. Because if he gets us in fear, then we lose sight of what he said. We lose sight of every prophetic word God has spoken. And he told us that every prophetic word that we have heard is for now. And every prophetic word we will ever hear from now on is for now. So I'm not going to let fear. I told you, told you the other day, somebody called me, uh, just call to check on you. They call concern and caring. I understand. I understand what they're doing. You know, because I heard, you know, three pastors in St. Petersburg are in the hospital with coronavirus. And what they got to do with me? I don't know what spiritual laws they're breaking. Glory to God. Now, so we're not going to fear. Now, give me verse 7 again, please. Verse 7. It says, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Notice again, God, this is God speaking now. The desire of all nations. Do you hear that? So I want you to get this through your mind that this is what all nations desire. All nations, all ethnicities, all heathens, all Gentiles, all people in the world, this is what they desire. Give me that same verse. I want to help make this clear. In the Amplified Bible, please. Haggai 2, verse 7, Amplified Classic. says, and I will shake all nations and the desire and the what? Precious, Precious things of all nations shall come in. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. So desire and precious things. Everybody say precious things. All right, give me that same verse, please, in the CEV, Contemporary English Version, please. I will shake the nations and their treasures will be brought here. 
Boy, y'all got to catch this. I'm trying to tell y'all something big is coming here. I will shake the nations and their treasures will be brought here. You mean to this church? Well, probably. Very likely. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. And if our hearts have, and they have been loyal to him, then yeah, some of that stuff is going to come through this door. It's going to come right up in here. It'll probably come to your house too. You know God knows where you live. Do y'all know God knows your address? <laughs> now, that's if your heart's loyal to him. That means if you're not, if you're not covetous, where you set your heart on money. See, if you set your heart on you and money, then your heart isn't loyal to him, and he can't do this. All right, give me that same verse. Now, he says, okay, let me just finish it out. I will shake the nations, and their treasures will be brought here. Then the brightness of my glory will fill this temple. The brightness of my glory. Brightness of my glory. Now, you see that, and people say, the brightness of my glory. That means, oh, the, the anointing. and the No, no, no. He said, the brightness of my glory. Because remember the next verse, he said, the silver and gold is mine. That's his glory. See, God has two types of glory. There's a, there's a glory that you can, you can touch, you can see. And then there's, that's this oh, glory that we like to enjoy. Amen? All right. Give me that same verse, please, finally, in the easy-to-read version. Easy-to-read version. I will shake up the nations, and they will come to you with wealth from every nation. I will shake up the nations and they will come to you with wealth from every nation. And then I will fill this temple with glory. That is what the Lord all-powerful says. Wealth from every nation. Well, what, what are you talking about? The silver and gold is mine. Now, I'm looking at some of y'all like I was looking at you Sunday. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work with you, but I need you to work with me. But I realize the Lord said something to me today, and he just brought it back to my attention. That's why I start flipping my Bible. He said, don't worry, son, I'm working on them too. You just preach the word. The Holy Ghost is going to do the work. Because he reminded me of something. I want to show you something in Philippians 2. Philippians 2, <clears throat> verse 13. This is what the Holy Spirit brought back to me, Chris, today. For it is God who works in you. Somebody say he's working in me. This is why, Pastor, not, I won't be frustrated tonight. I'm not going to go home frustrated at least. Because the Lord reminded me of this today, Brother Steve. You see this? For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for 
his good pleasure. So he said, the first thing I, I got to do, this is what the Holy Spirit said, is get their will right. Before you can do, before you can move into any action, I've got to get your will right. I've got to get in you a want to. W-A-N-T. T-O. I have to get a want to in you. Amen. Just look straight ahead, Pastor. I got to get a want to in you before I can get a do in you. And the Lord's been working for some years trying to get the want to in us, the will in us, to get us to, to the point where we understand that there's something he wants to do in you, through you, and even for you. But he's got to get us to where we will it. It's, it's the war of the wills. It's to, it's to get us to where our will aligns with God's will. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Isaiah 119 says, if you be willing, that's will, and obedient to do, then you'll eat the good of the land. So he's got to first get us willing, Brother Christopher. Are you willing for me to bless you? Are you willing to let me prosper you? Are you willing to let me increase you? Are you willing to let me use you to bless the world? Because I'm looking for somebody I can work through. I'm trying to bless Zimbabwe. I'm trying to bless Haiti. I'm trying to bless Gulfport. I really want to turn Charles Park around. But I got to get somebody who will get their will in line with me to let me bless them, let me prosper them, let me enlarge their heart even in the midst of their distress so I can use them to bless a whole community, a whole neighborhood, a whole city, a whole nation. Oh, y'all hear me tonight. So he told me today I'm working on the will. So that's why I'm going to smile tonight, Jasmine. Smile. I don't have to be frustrated. See, I know the Lord. The Lord is working in you. Somebody say, the Lord's working in me. Tell you, the Lord's working in you. Tell, tell them, let him work. Let him work. Tell them, let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord enlarge your heart. That's what he said in Psalm 2. He enlarged my heart when I was in, Psalm 4 rather, enlarged my heart when I was in distress. Enlarged my heart. The Bible says God gave Solomon largeness of heart. In other words, Solomon, he gave him the will, the ability to think big. In other words, Tamara, can you think beyond your groceries? See, it, it, oh, Jesus. It, it takes God working on our will to get that to happen. Can, can you see beyond your furniture? Can you see beyond your car? Can you see beyond your home? 
Can you see beyond your rent? Can you see beyond your wardrobe? Can you see beyond your family? See, our will to, for God to do something big, we have to will something big. He can't do bigger than our will. Well, I'm preaching much better than y'all let me know. He can't do bigger than what we will. So he has to work in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. My goodness. What happened to me, my wife and me both, her before me, but the Lord worked on me real swiftly, was to get us seen beyond us. I, I picked the Durbers up today from the airport, and we, as we were talking and fellowshipping, I was, they, were, they, were, they got the first time seeing our, our, our car. And they were just, wow, that's wonderful. You know, astounding what God has done. Is, you know, because they remember back when we were riddled with debt and, you know, loaded down and no money and, you know, borrowing cars to pick them up. I mean, we all that kind of stuff. And just we had that, that Denali and we sent that Denali back. And they remember, they remember those moments because they, they walked us through it. And they remember those times that we were getting picked on for what we drove or picked on because we didn't have something and all that kind of They said, look at y'all now. Here you are buying debt-free cars. What I brought to them was, what we talked about was, before we got that manifestation, we were sowing debt-free cars. We were buying cars by the people. Are y'all hear what I'm saying to you? See, <laughs> you, you, God... I'm excited now, Deke, that I'll be able to buy newer cars for people. Y'all just missed what I said. Now, I may not be able to buy brand new for anybody yet. No, I could. I could. I could, I could, I could buy. I could actually technically buy brand new cars for people right now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody? Anybody? <laughs> he said not yet. <laughs> Just a minute. I'm working on your son. But, but, thank you, Jesus. To buy newer cars to people. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. The Lord will tell us who. We're going to do it. See, because we, we got past us. We were buying school clothes for kids for years. Not our kids. Our kids don't need school clothes. Our kids have been homeschooled their whole lives. <laughs> so we buy, buy the kids school clothes. Here, just let's get all your school clothes. And I'm, I'm not... Trust me, I'm not bragging. Where, where, where do I have a right to even boast? I don't have a right to boast. I mean, God, it's from God. 
I'm just talking about this is what God has to work on in us to will, to get us to have the want to, to bless the world, to bless nations, to bless other families, to bless households. Because when he can get that will in you, the next step is doing. Once he can get you to want to, that's, that's, that's a done deal. I hope somebody caught that right there. If he can get you to just want to, that, that's, that's the question. That, that's the question you ought to ask your neighbor, do you want to? Do, do you want to be a blessing to anybody? Do you want to help anybody? Do you want to change the world? Do you want to minister to people all over the world? Do you want to? Because if God can get you to really want to, then he's going to make sure you do. See, the, oh, Jesus, the doing is easy. I wish y'all would hear what I'm saying to you tonight. The doing is the easy part. It's the want to he has to get us. Well, I want to. Lord knows I want to. No, because every time you get a chance, you spend it on you. You keep spending it on your pleasure. You don't want to yet. So you don't want to yet. Because if you really want to, you'll stop buying everything for you. Right now. Where'd everybody go? Don't leave me. Where everybody went? Y'all left me? See, if you really want to, then you cast your bread on the water now. You make somebody's day now. Make somebody else smile right now. And the more you practice that, the more you develop in that, the Lord says, oh, you really want to. Oh, you really want to? I'm going to give you some more to do. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how I got all the way over there. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Put up verse 12, because y'all know verse 12. Verse 12 is the one everybody knows. Hallelujah. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own soteria. Work it out. With fear and trembling. How do you work out your salvation? It's getting the will to do. I want to. Is anybody here say, Lord, I want to? And if, here's the truth. If you, if you feel like, if you find that you don't really want to, then ask, Lord, give me the want to want to. You know, if any man lacks, lacks wisdom, you can ask God who gives liberally and upbraids not. What things have you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. Right? Mark eleven twenty four. 24. 
So you should just, what you first of all need to desire is the want to, to be used by God. Because when you do that, now all of a sudden you position yourself to be used by God in a big way. So when this something big comes, you have now the capacity. Everybody say capacity. You must have capacity. You know, you know you can overload a circuit. You know you can over watch this. You can overload a scale. Just just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Right? No, I know about it. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna just tell you, I'm gonna just be honest. I'm gonna be frank. Y'all know, you know, everybody, you know, Steve, Publix has those beautiful scales. Public has beautiful scales, and some of y'all step on it, and it'll go, Zoo. I'll step on it, it'll go, boom. That thing is, I'm like, golly. But I'm, I'm just telling you, this is the truth, this is the truth. I'd always sneak and get on it. Make sure nobody's around. Nobody's around. And I'm going to sneak on the scale. You have to. Yeah, yeah, sneak on it. So my point is you can overload things. Everything has capacity. Now, listen to me. Listen to me there very carefully. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You in your natural self don't have the capacity to walk in, receive, even believe what God's talking about in this, in this verse. That's what 1 Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Put it on the screen, please. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Glory to God. But the natural man does not have the capacity. I'm paraphrasing. The natural man does not have the capacity to receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Your natural man cannot perceive, cannot understand, cannot discern what I'm telling you tonight. What I'm talking about, when I say something big is coming, I'm not talking about you about to get a new house. That's not big. Anybody can do that. Did you hear what I said? Anybody can do that. I'm about to get a new car. That is not big. Anybody can do that. I was 16 years old and got a new car. Anybody can do that. There are 18-year-olds buying houses. When God says, if God says big, <laughs> oh my gosh. Last Tuesday, I told you this, a little more than a week ago. I was asleep, Monday night going into Tuesday, waking up Tuesday morning, and I had a God dream. Where in an ultra light beam? This is a God dream. Y'all don't know that. This is everything. Y'all don't listen to Kanye West? The Sunday choir? 
I'm not talking about old Kanye. I'm talking about new Kanye. Save Kanye. We're on a lot of light beam. We're on a lot of light beam. This is a God thing. This is a God thing. This is everything. Thank you. Talking about the save Kanye West. Born again, serving God. Defender of Jesus Christ, Kanye West. Presidential candidate, Kanye West. <laughs> but here's what the Lord spoke to me in that dream. Do not be moved by the world. They can only dream of what I have for you. They can only dream of what I have. When God says something big is coming, he's saying the world can only dream of what I have for you. Because they don't have the capacity to receive the big things God is doing. And the world, those in the world do some extraordinary things. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business mind guy, so I'm always watching business things, industry things. And so even Sunday when I got home, you know, as, as tired as I was physically, I was spent from, you know, Saturday all day and then preaching, you know, working eight hours on Sunday. And that, so I go home and, and, you know, the rest of my family, you know, we eat and they all out and I'm like this. How, how do you sleep? What is, yeah, she kind of, she falls asleep. It's like, okay. And uh, so I'm wired. Like I usually, when I, when I preach, I'm wired. And I'm just like this. I'm, I'm buzzing. Takes me a while to come down. And uh, so I, I'm watching this piece on, like, captains of industry. That's what interests me. I'm, I'm intrigued by business and productivity. And it was just, just astounding for me to watch these men and women who pioneered uh, major capital growth in America. Marjorie Post, who you all know, know Post Serial. Um, she bought Bird's Eye. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know Bird's Eye without her. Bird's Eye was going, you know, frozen foods. All Bird's Eye would have been nowhere without Marjorie Post. She came in, bought it, and took it worldwide. You know, Harlan Sanders out of Kentucky who as a senior, he would have been getting Social Security, but started frying chicken in his gas station that he owned. That's how he started. He owned a gas station and was frying chicken on the side, in the back of the gas station, and just kept frying chicken. <laughs> but, and I could keep going on and on, you know, uh, I, I saw the story of, of uh, Mars, Mars Company, you know, M&M's, Snickers, 
Y'all, oh, y'all know them. I know them. Snickers and, and, and uh, Hershey. You know, I, I didn't even realize that Hershey, Hershey basically, uh, Mars Company was buying chocolate from Hershey. Because Hershey, Hershey didn't see Mars as a competitor. So they were selling to the, to the competition. And the competition came up. You, but but my, what, what was just big for me was that, what, how big their capacity to think, think big. I said, wow, this is what I need the people in the body of Christ to see when you're in business or when you're industrious, to think bigger than your little 10 people you know. Some, some of y'all going to get popped in the head with this. But the totality of your customer base cannot be in this church. <laughs> your business ain't going to make it if you just, this is all your customers you're going to be trying to sell to. <laughs> you don't have nothing. Or, or the church. Or the body of Christ. I tell people all the time, people say, I'm going to business, I'm, I only want to deal with Christians. You're a fool. You're going to be hungry. You're blocking out 7 billion people on this planet. So on the 1 billion Christians, and most of them broke. So if you're only going to sell to Christians, you're going to be in trouble. Now, that's another story. My point is, people's capacity to think, to see and God said to me, the world can only dream. And these were dreamers. I told you the next, the next morning, here comes a report about Jeff Bezos. Reported $171.6 billion in net worth. 171.6 B. And yet God had said to me, don't be moved by that. The world can only dream. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's working on your will right now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> He's working on your will. Well, I don't want a big house. Well, you, how about wanting a big community? See, see, I, all I need is, I don't need all that kind of, you know, Kanye about to build a 52,000 square foot, you know, uh, house out there in, uh, in Wyoming. Go ahead, brother, because he, he's safe. I live in a really nice neighborhood. I live in a very, very nice neighborhood. One, one of the exclusive neighborhoods in St. Petersburg. And the biggest house in my neighborhood, the newest, fanciest, baddest house in my neighborhood being built right now are Christians. <laughs> I said, go right on, right on, brother, right on. Right on, my Christian brother. Y'all do it. Y'all do it. Now, they own businesses and all that kind of good stuff, and they're, they're doing well. And somebody may sit and say, I don't need all that. No, God needs all that. God needs for his glory you to be able to house people 
who can't be housed. And in a way that you wouldn't be ashamed of. That means not just you buying a bunch of tenement houses. You said, what's tenement? That's rundown, raggedy, low down, shaggedy, shiggedy shack, shacks. You just throwing somebody in the house and just holes in the wiring bad, the roof bad, plumbing don't work half the time, no air conditioning all the time and everything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, you know, white paint over all that mold and all that kind of stuff. That's rundown stuff. And we're going to put people in there talking about we're just trying to bless them. No, 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 no. God, God needs us to see bigger than that. Now, I, I know some of you may tire of me talking like this. You may tire of me talking about this. My pastor always talking about we're going to take care of people. My pastor always talking about we got to house people because that's the will of God. It's what God wants. And he's got to find some people who will get the will so he can do through your lives, through our lives, what he wants to get done. Hallelujah. So we got to get some big thinking. First Corinthians 2.9. We got a couple more minutes. I guess because they never started my clock. <laughs> no, don't start it now. I'm messing, I'm messing with them. I'm messing with them. First Corinthians 2.9. She got a little rhythm right there. That, that's, that's how my car used to sound. Zin, 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 zin. Zin, 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 zin. <laughs> See, anybody else been there? Then it was bad as zin, 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 zin. You're done at that point. <laughs> Put the keys up and go on the side. <laughs> Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 2, in fact, oh man, I'm not going to finish this tonight, but I'll get to it in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm off Sunday and Wednesday, but, but just, just here, just here. I think, obviously it was important to God to get these things out tonight that we're saying. And I, I want you to get this tonight. God's looking for somebody who just wants to. If you don't get anything else out of this tonight, that wasn't even in my notes. God wants, he's looking for somebody who just wants to. Lord, I want to be used by you. Not somebody I want to be a kingpin. That's wonderful. But if, if you want to be used by him, he'll make you a kingpin. You understand what I mean by that? He'll make you a captain of industry for the purpose of you being used by him. Not because I want to be a baller, but I want to be a shot caller. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> see, see, when when you when you when you when you when you control the silver and gold, you call shots. And your the shots you're calling are beyond yourself and your family. You understand that's a given. 
You understand it's a given God will take care of you? You understand that's why Jesus Christ said, take no thought for your lives. What you eat, what you drink, what you put on. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take good care of you. I'm looking for people who are willing to take care of someone else. God's getting us ready for something big now. Now, we're in 1 Corinthians 2, but I want you to go back, please, to verse 6, because there's something so powerful in here that you need to see is something's going on. You hear that, Faith? Something's going on right now. With everything we see in the world, something is going on. In verse 6 of 1 Corinthians 2, it says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are what? Any mature people in here? Just say it by faith. I am mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of, watch this, the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Oh, my. He says the rulers of this age are coming to nothing. So you see it. So I want you to understand that what we're seeing happening in the world, in America, throughout the world, is the manifestation of the scripture. That God, through the, his own, now we're talking about wisdom that's above the world's wisdom. That the rulers of this age are coming to nothing. To nothing. Everybody say nothing. Now, that means this system and this world, its rulers are coming down. Remember what he said, the don't be moved by the world. Don't be moved by the world. It's coming down. Go to verse uh, 7 and 8, please. Same, same place. But we speak the wisdom of God in a what? Mystery. Mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our what? Glory. For our what? Glory. Whose glory? Our glory. I'm going to glorify my house. We're his house. When God said, I'm going to glorify my temple, you're not talking about beautifying the church. You're not talking about, we'll get y'all some new carpet and new stained glass windows. That ain't what God's talking about. That's our job. We'll do that kind of stuff. We're going to beautify, you know, that's why we put new carpet in and all, everything's being redone. Because this is God's house. We want this house to be elegant. In fact, in fact, but before we're done, I want to be opulent. This is God's house. Nothing wrong with that. We're still feeding the poor. We're still, still feeding nations. We don't, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to give up one for the other. You can do it all. You can do all of it. And also. He says, it's, it's uh, go back to verse 7. Let me just finish that. What, what is it? Before the ages for our glory. Got it? All right, now verse 8, please which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So the Lord is in charge of all the glory. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. He's the Lord of glory. You know whose money that is out there? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 
So it might be in other people's hands right now, but it's his. That's why, babe, he said, I have to shake everything. So you and I are on the right side of the shaking. That when, as Elvis say, I'm all shook up. When everything is shaking up, y'all remember Elvis? Uh-huh. I'm all shook up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of y'all too, y'all remember Elvis. Since my baby left me, I found a new place to do. Y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all know Elvis got born again. So we'll see Elvis in heaven. Just, yeah, he just, his soul just couldn't get right. Well, he overdosed. Well, he just did some things he couldn't, he couldn't lick. Yeah. But he got born again. So we'll see him in heaven. He probably put on a concert. All right. Go back to verse 6, please. Verse 6. My goodness. Notice this again. The rulers of this age are coming to nothing. They're coming to nothing. Now, can I give you a couple of scriptures on this before we quit? All right. So don't be moved by the world. They're coming to nothing. Even oppressive rulers or unjust rulers or whatever pe people are doing, they're coming to nothing. Glory to God. God executes justice for the oppressed. And people are oppressed all over this world right now. And not just based on color. Because there's people that oppress their own people. What's that, uh, Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un is oppressing his own people. Fidel Castro was oppressing his own people. What's the guy in Nigeria? Uh, Zimbabwe. I'm thinking Mugabe. Mugabe oppressing his own people. I grew up knowing about Papa Doc Duvalier in Haiti. Some of y'all know about Baby Doc, their son. They pass on oppression to the next generation. So it's all over the place. But God knows how to put down one and put up another. Right? He knows how to bring rulers to nothing. Okay, now let me finish this here. Man. Go to Isaiah 29, please. Because I need you, to not, you, and, you and everybody here to get yourselves ready because it's not going to be long now. Everything is about to flip around. Did you hear what I said? How do you know? Because you, just look. Just look around you. It's already starting. Things are already starting right now. So we, we don't, don't think it's strange about these things. We're seeing the manifestation of God's word in the earth right now. In Isaiah 29, verse 17, we're going to read through verse, through verse 20. He says, is it not yet a very little while till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field? Now, Lebanon was a forest. Or this, what, it, its name literally means white mountain because it's of the snowy 
This is no place, so it's just a forest. It's not, it's not meant to have fruit. But he says, Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field will be esteemed as a forest. That means turn around, flip, things being flipped around. So the first shall be last, come on, and the last shall be first. What has been the tail shall be the head, and what has been the head shall be the tail. Something big is coming. Verse, verse 18 continues saying this. In that day, watch, watch, watch this. The deaf. Are you seeing this here? Are you talking about mighty wonders and signs and miracles? In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book, not read. We're talking about in, when God brings this supernatural moment, this su supernatural time, it won't be just financial, but it's going to be a time where miracles are going to pop off so strong. In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Miracles popping off. Keep going, verse 19. The humble, here it is, also, come on, the humble also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice. I wonder why they're going to be rejoicing. Because something has turned around, something has flipped around, something has turned over, something has switched around in their lives. Everything's about to change. Your joy is about to get a boost. It said the humble shall increase their joy. Oh my God. It said increase their joy. It didn't say the humble shall get joy. Increase. That means you got to keep your joy. You got to protect the joy you have. Y'all forgot about that one already. Protect the joy you already have. That way you don't faint before your due season gets here. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Keep going, please. Verse 20. For the terrible one is brought to nothing. This is why everybody's going to be so happy. Because the terrible one, we know the terrible one. We know the main terrible one is Satan. But he's got some terrible agents out here on this planet. And the terrible one is brought to nothing. You know, your Bible says that when the righteous are in authority, what happens? The people rejoice. This is what we're talking about in this verse just before here, increasing joy. But that same verse says, but when the wicked bear rule, the people groan. Now, everybody say in authority. When your Bible says when the righteous are in authority, it doesn't mean that, that everybody, the righteous get elected to office, now you, you're the head man in charge. That word, that phrase, in authority, means when the, when the righteous become great. When the righteous become great. When the righteous outnumber. When the righteous now begin to rule. When the righteous begin to be in charge. You don't have to be in office. I don't, I don't need to be in office. And being in office will be a demotion for me. Matter of fact, the truth of the matter is people in office don't really run the show anyway. 
It's the people with the purse strings. That's who runs the show. You got it? So it says the terrible one is brought to nothing. And the scornful one is consumed and all who watch for iniquity are cut off. A couple more places here. Stay in Isaiah. Isaiah 40, verse 21. Isaiah 40, 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? Keep going, please. Keep going. Verse 22 and 23. I'm going all the way through my, my section. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like what? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out. Keep going. Like a tent to dwell in. Verse 23. He brings the princes... He makes the judges of the earth what? Useless. He makes the judges of the earth useless. You see what he's doing? God is bringing down those who've been running the show all this time because they have been wicked. Verse 28 to 31, same chapter, 28 to 31. 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? He says it again. The everlasting God, the Lord, the great of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Keep, keep going, come on. His understanding is unsearchable. Praise God. He gives, he gives what? To the who? And to those who have no might, he increases kayil. That Hebrew word kayil. Some of y'all forgot about that. Psalm 84, we go from strength to strength, kayil to kayil. It's talking about one level of wealth to another. To those who have no might, he increases Kyle, your strength. Remember, he's talking about bringing down the princes and the judges that have been in charge. Down to nothing. Verse 30. Verse 30. Even the youths, with all their stuff now, they're going to faint and be weary. And the young men shall already fall. Keep going. But those who wait on the Lord. Are you waiting on the Lord? shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is what God has for you, his people. Praise God. Somebody give me a pen. Thank you. All right, not everybody. Okay. So I'll pick this up next time. No, I'm not going to write in my Bible. Not yet. <laughs> my wife bought me a new Bible for Father's Day. It's beautiful. It is. Smell it. Smell it. <laughs> for real, smell it. That's that, that's that good ostrich leather. I meant uh, goat. Goat leather, I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right, no, no, goat leather. It's, it's good. That's beautiful. A Bible for Father's Day? Yes. I love the word. This wasn't for you. She's not forcing you to get a Bible. This is for me. I love the word. It's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, something big is coming. Tell them, let the, Lord let the Lord work in you, work in you to, give you the will to give you the will 
to give you the desire to give you the want to do something big for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 Give God a shout of praise and get on your feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Something big is coming. We'll dig more into it. We'll dig more into it. But that's something that's, again, I didn't even plan that. Philippians 2.13. That's big. He's got to get that will in you. If you found yourself ever been in a grocery store and somebody was out there struggling, you paid their bills, you know why you did that? Because he's working on your will. Little by little, he's saying, that's, that's, that's right, that's right, that's good, that's good, that's good. You keep doing that, I'm practicing on that. I'm going to get you doing bigger things. Before you know it, but not, not, you're not just buying, you know, paying for the rest of the groceries. Now you're, you're buying all the groceries in the store. Now, now you're, you're taking care of a whole community. Now, now you're going you're gonna to load up a barge. Now you're going to load up a whole container. Are you hearing this? He's got to work on our will. Because the plans of God, ladies and gentlemen, are so big. So big. I has not seen. Ear has not heard. Nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. He's got things prepared for you. Here's the thing, that word prepared means pre-cut. That's what the word, if you break it down, pair, P-A-R-E-E means to cut. It's pre-cut. So what God has for you is pre-cut for you. So everybody's not going to do the same thing. But when we all do God's thing in us together, it's going to get his will done in the earth. You got it? Some of you may never go to Africa and preach the gospel. But you might be the one who loads, who funds the, the plane and the, and the helicopter and, the, and, the, and the, all the goods that go over there. Some of you may feel like it's I, not, just not my personality. I'm not, it's not my personality to be out there and, you know, do this kind of stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. God will have you do what you do. You got it? Praise God. Grab hands with your neighbor, please. They're safe. They're negative. For coronavirus. Positive for faith. Positive for joy. Positive for peace. Positive for love. Positive for hope. Positive for anointing positive for grace, positive for the glory of God. Father, I'm asking you 
this is my earnest prayer tonight, that you would, in every one of us, work in us to will for your good pleasure. I pray that in every one of us that we develop the want to, a big want to, to handle the, the enormous things that you want to do through our lives in this earth. Father, you, you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. When Jesus died, he died not only for our sins, but your word says for the sins of the whole world. Your word says in Ezekiel 18, 4, that all souls are yours. And God, you desire that all men will be saved, that none should perish. And Lord, we know Jesus Christ, our Savior and our elder brother, is soon to return. But Father, in this, the greatest hour for the church, we pray that, Lord, you help us to dream and see big for the big things you want to get done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Help us to see beyond these four walls. Help us to see beyond our own personal lives and situations. That, Lord, it's so big that our needs and our desires get swallowed up in that. So we never have to worry about our needs or our desires. Because it's all swallowed up in us being useful for the kingdom of God. You said in your word, you richly give us all things to enjoy. So we get to just enjoy all the blessings, all the good that you have for our lives. But then it says, Father, that we ought to be ready to distribute and willing to share. Thank you that we can lay up for ourselves a, a, a treasure, an eternal treasure in heaven. I pray, Father, these your people. Lord, will begin to experience more and more each and every day the want, the will, and then the doing for your good pleasure. So we start where we are right now. We start where we are right now, casting our bread upon the water. We start where we are right now, sharing our bread with those who are hungry. We start where we are right now, ministering to those who are of need. We, we do as your word says, especially to those who are, who are of the household of faith. This is your word says, that as much as we have opportunity to do good, but especially to those who are of the household of faith. So we do that. And then we go beyond the household of faith into those in the world who we want to get them into the household of faith. That we minister to them, not only in foreign lands, but right here in America, right here in our own backyard, where people are in need, people are suffering, and we are the answer. We have the answer to every need. I thank you, Lord, that this is rising corporately within our church. I pray for mobilization of real outreach and evangelism in this church that it gets stirred into the hearts of your people. That God, that we know how to do it individually and collectively. God, you give us ways to do it. And I thank you, Father, that this city is one for Jesus. This city is changed for Jesus. We lay claim to this city 
the city of St. Petersburg belongs to Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you that we shall see your glory manifested in this house, in our lives, throughout this city. We give you praise and we give you glory. For these and all blessings we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God a great hand of praise again one more time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, listen. Let God work in you in that. Let him just show you. Don't, don't be uh, afraid to just dream big stuff. 